Neves Solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parent Show. The friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neves Solicitors, your complete legal solution. Welcome back to 92.6 FM Radio Verulam and The Parents Show. Next up, Steve Simpson spoke to a really, truly inspirational student, Sophie Bourne, about her amazing idea. So I'm joined on the line now by Sophie Bourne, and I think Mum is in the background as well, Joanne Bourne. And Sophie has had a really interesting idea and a really interesting experience actually helping the frontline key workers with some protective equipment. And there's a story to tell behind this. So hello, Sophie. Are you there? Yes. Hello. Sophie, welcome to Radio Verulam. And can we start just by asking what coronavirus has meant to you? How has it impacted you in your day-to-day life so far? Um, Well, the main impact has been the schools closing. So it's my last year at Beechwood because I'm in year eight. And it's a possibility that I will miss the last term and all of the fun stuff and all of the leave stuff that I will get to do. So it's been quite hard to say goodbye to my friends a bit early. And so when you see the stories in the news about the coronavirus and how it affects the key workers, how did that make you feel when you started to see those stories? I just full of admiration for the key workers because, you know, they hear about these stories on the news, you know, some people dying, the key workers dying, but still they go out every day to do what they can do and to save lives. So so there's a... Uh, you. You've recognised the perspective there between how it impacts you and how it's impacting the key workers. And you wanted to do something to help, didn't you? Why did you feel the need to help rather than leave it to perhaps for somebody else to do it? Well, I just I'm just sitting at home here while doing nothing and I wanted to do something to help. So I heard about somebody else 3D printing masks and thought that I could get involved. So that's what you decided to do, to make the 3D masks? And and the idea came from uh, somebody else on TV? or um, it... it was a person on Facebook. We uh-huh. saw it on Facebook. A guy in Peterborough had done them for Peterborough Hospital. And I got in contact with him and he sent the files through to, through to me. So and Presumably, you've got a 3D printer at home, or is it uh, is it Dad's printer that you borrowed? Um, no, it's my printer. <laughs> uh, and and what do you yeah. normally use it for? Um, well, just occasionally the odd thing. It hasn't really got used that much while I'm at school because prints take a long time. So by by the time that I'm home from school, I can't really print anything that night. So, so it's kind of. Yeah. So you you've you saw other people using their three D printers and thought, aha, I can use mine to to good use finally. And yeah. uh, you said about making protection equipment. What was it you actually set out to uh, to to print? Um. Well, masks really. So they're a three D printed almost headband type thing with um a clear plastic sheet down the front. Okay. So was it once you got the files from the, the 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 person on Facebook? Was it easy to do then, or did you have a lot of work um, to make it make it function properly? I had a lot of work to do. So 
I got the design and started printing it, but we had I had a lot of issues with it sticking to the bed, the temperatures, and all of that stuff. And then we sent the first ones out to our friend, who's a GP, and then the pa- the plastic, the clear plastic cover kept popping off. Mm-hmm. So I had to fix the th- the design, which is it's quite hard to fix 3D files um, before again before we could start printing again. So, but now that it's working, we just, I can just stick it on and it's quite easy. That is amazing. So you actually just took a standard design, but you had to amend it to make it work properly. Yeah. Fantastic. So you sent uh, your, your, your first uh, iterations of this to uh, a GP. What was their reaction when they got this? Um, he was just so pleased and all of his colleagues were as well because they don't have anything. Right. So it's just made them feel a lot safer. And the other people who we have sent them to have felt the same. So, how many did you send off to the uh, to the GP to start with? Eight. But now we're going. We're sending him replacements for those ones, along with more. So a total of twenty, twenty more for another surgery that is near to his. Um. So yeah. So well, that's. I mean, that is just simply amazing. And if the story ended there, that would be. That would be an achievement in itself. Well, but, but the story's yeah. gone on, hasn't it? There's there's more um, to this. Yeah, so far we've had orders for over 1,000 masks from a load of different people. So hospital staff, GPs, midwives, community nurses, neonatal staff, and even, you know. And how on yeah. earth are you going to do 1,000 masks with a 3D printer? Um. Well, we've had... a um we've ordered six more printers which hopefully are arriving tomorrow and and which we have raised money for through a gofundme page which i set up so tell us more about the gofundme page what did you what did you ask for what and who did you reach out to um well our initial target was to buy one more printer but then i got so many donations through there that i just you know i bought another one and then mm-hmm. it managed to get its way up to six. And I promoted it through Facebook, because that's what we've been mainly using. And anybody who bought, um, who we gave masks to, because we've given them for free, we asked them to just share the fundraising page. So it's gone quite far. That. Okay, so, so you gave... You gave free of charge the, the the protection equipment in return for publicising the page uh, to get more funding for more printers to help more people what a, what a fantastic story so what's yeah. uh what when the six printers arrive tomorrow where are you going to put them have you worked that out yet <laughs> um we're still trying to figure it out but as well as six more printers we've had a really a guy volunteer another boy volunteered to help right his name is joseph and he's been amazing he's got two 3d printers at home so that's really helped so you were doing this pretty much on your own until Joseph stepped in to, to help you. Uh, so yeah. this will make nine printers with, with his two, your six new ones and the existing one. So you should yeah. be able to uh, to to get through that order yeah. for a thousand pretty quickly. How long do you think it'll take to, to fulfill that order? Um, About a week probably because we can print 20, around 20 a day, I think, Absolutely. on each printer. That is absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. So, what what do you plan to do next? Do you have? A, um, are you going so to expand further? Well, we've had an inquiry from the team running the local coronavirus hub, 
So we're planning to prioritize them and try and get as many masks to them as we can. Because they're going to be on the front line. That is a terrific story. And I know you weren't sure about coming on the radio, were you? You didn't want the story to be about you. Instead, you wanted to let other people know that they could get involved and that they could make a difference. So what's your message to other people who might be thinking about helping and listening to this? Well, anybody out there who's got a 3D printer, you know, just get it up and running. We can send you files if you want them, advice, and just do what you can to help. That is fantastic. And it's such a mature and responsible attitude which you've taken, Sophie, in, in wanting to help and, and then just knuckling down and making it happen and then not being satisfied with the first uh, uh, iteration, going beyond that to get more printers and helping more people. Uh, it's a truly, truly inspiring story. And thank you for sharing it with us here today. Just before um, I speak to Mum, is there anybody that you'd like to say hello to while you're uh, on the radio? Well, hello to all of the teachers and also my friends at Beechwood, who unfortunately I can't be with now. Just hello to them. Fantastic. Well, I'm sure they'll be very proud to uh, to be your friend uh, with what you've done for our key workers. Thank you so much, Sophie, for, for being on the radio and for what you've done. That's fantastic. Now, could I speak with Mum for a moment? Yes, if she is. Hi, sir. Hi, how are you? Good, thanks. That is just a terrific story. How proud of you? Uh, how proud are you of Sophie and what she's achieved? Oh, both my husband and I are immensely proud of her, as are really the whole extended family. She's uh, very, very kind and thoughtful. She always thinks of others first before herself, and I think this has been something which has been uh, really right up her street in terms of just giving a little bit back. Yeah, I mean, it's always difficult to to say that good can come out of something so terrible as the the virus, uh, but it does sound as if Sophie has found something within her and risen to an enormous challenge, uh, and perhaps even a, a compulsion, a compelling need to do her bit. What do you think about what she's achieved in that respect? I think it's amazing, and I think the thing that really amazes me is just how calm she stays under all of the pressure. So when the requests keep coming in, she doesn't, you know, get worried about it or get stressed about it. She's just stayed calm, tried to find a plan to make it work, uh, and that's just been amazing. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for uh, for joining us on the show here tonight, uh, uh, Joanne and Sophie. If you're still there. Thank you yeah. very much once again for everything you've done. You are a true inspiration to uh, to well to everyone really i'm not going to restrict it to any any particular age group what you've done is fantastic for anyone so so well done and thank you thank you thank you really inspirational well that's it for another week we'll be back with more updates and reports next week so tune in again on thursday at 8 p.m thanks for listening and good night neve solicitors are proud to sponsor the parent show the friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neves Solicitors, your complete legal solution. Welcome back to The Parents Show on 92.6 FM Radio Verulam. In this part, Cathy talks to Lauren Turner about the challenges of homeschooling. Don't we know all about them? Here they are. And welcome to this section of The Parents Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. Everybody's talking about it, talking about homeschooling. And in the last few weeks, there's been a frenzy of activity 
around what we should be doing. We've been inundated with resources and tips. In fact, this morning, I think we've all reached the point of homeschooling fatigue because an article appeared in the BBC press uh, saying that, you know what, uh, the epidemic that has started to spread, that of homeschooling, is now becoming, <laughs> you know, parents are experiencing a great deal of fatigue over it. Feelings of incompetence, machine gunned kitchen tables ricocheting into darkly comic social media posts. So all over the country, some parents are really rebelling against the idea of homeschooling. Some are very tired. And as we reach the Easter holidays, many will be wondering, how can we keep this up? And um, I think the, the BBC has a point that, you know, we're not just homeschooling as parents. We're managing our finances, which may be under stress. We are running a home. We're spending an awful lot of time cooped up together, which has its own challenges, and we may be maintaining our own work schedule. So I think it's worth, as is Easter weekend approaches, just reflecting on how we're doing uh, as, homes, as home educators, I should say. And I wanted to bring in a local mom, Lauren Turner, at this point, who lives in Caddington, and just ask her how she's been getting on. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Cathy. Nice to speak to you. Lauren, tell us about your little family and how, uh, what, who's in your family? Okay, I have two boys, um, a seven-year-old and a five-year-old, um, and my husband, who is still working. So um, I, I'm finding that means we can then have the homeschool at home as well. So that sounds very orderly. So actually, your husband is still working outside of the home, is he? Yes, he is. And we do find this gives us the structure of the week. Um, so we can focus on the Monday to Friday with him going out to work. And then it feels the, like we've still got a weekend when he's here at the weekend. So the, is, is that rhythm and routine associated with family life? Is that very important to you that you maintain that? Yes, I think for all of us it helps, um, especially with the boys, um, because we can say, oh, they know Friday night, daddy comes home. Um, so it, and it's is at home, so it just feels like um yeah it gives us the structure to the week. And what year are both your children in? Um, Ben is in year two, and James is in reception. And have they attended to the school finishing? You know, do they understand why they're not at school? Um, yes, they do. Um, I uh, Their teachers did explain it to them really well that um, Ben came home and he said he knew he still had to do learning at home um, and that the school would be closed for a while and that um, they brought home learning to do. Um, and he explained to me um, the certain learning that they did on certain days. So this helped to keep the structure for him as well. So that's a really, really nice tip to actually focus on what was already the timetable at school in terms of subjects. So they might associate maths with Monday, for example. Yes, that's really helped, um, especially with Ben being older. He's been able to say, especially obviously with the uh, the Joe Wicks PE, and I was like, let's do PE every day. But they were like, we only do it certain days of the week sort of thing. So it's keeping their structure as close as possible for them whilst they're not at school. Um, how have you been, how did you feel, because you sound terribly calm and collected, but how did you feel at the beginning of the process of approaching homeschooling? Was it something that you'd ever thought about before or 
No, it hadn't crossed my mind before. And I was quite nervous initially and um, had great plans, I suppose, that I could morph into a teacher overnight. Um, And then speaking to my cousin, who is a professional teacher, she reminded me that technically it's supporting them. So rather than trying to teach them the whole curriculum, it's building on what they know. And I found that really helped. And also taking their lead as to what they do know. But if there's a subject that say for instance fractions they're not um as strong in I can give them the time on the one-to-one basis to do it so it was just breaking it down and and going on their lead really. So actually you know it sounds like your children even at a very young age are able to lead you a little bit and guide you as to what they should be doing and also they're able to open their struggling with Yes, yeah, and it just means I think it makes it more fun for them. If there's things they're struggling with, then I can sit and spend that time with them. So it might be a good point. I can hear them in the background. So shall we speak to Ben and James and see how they've been faring? James, are you there? James, are you there? No. You're going to say yes, please. You're not there. James, (laughs) how old old are you? Zero. How old are you? Four. Five. five. He's five. He's decided he's he's gone from zero to five. And f- <laughs> so well done. And James, I know, has been really enjoying as uh, being in the garden and playing and reading. Is that right, James? Yeah. Brilliant. And Lauren, would you say for younger children, they're actually to some degree enjoying so much family time and access to you? Yes, I did. Um, they both have said they like spending the time kind of with me and being at home and showing me what they know, I suppose. Um, they've done a few bits where Ben has been the teacher to James because he's older. Um, and I find that because he knows how his teacher teaches him, he can sit with James and go through it in a better way that James can understand. That's really lovely. And that refers to something in the research called the protege effect, where older children, you know, where they get to teach you, it actually shows you how much Ben knows, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, So, Ben, hopefully you're there. What year at school are you in? Ben, what are you enjoying doing at the moment in homeschool? Um, Kissing James. (laughs) Kissing James, so you're Matt. Yeah, very good. And I heard someone told me, a little bird told me, that you two have a name for your home school, which is very exciting. What is it? King's School. King's School. Caddington King's School. Yeah. So your home school is called Caddington King's School. It sounds very posh. And presumably, Mummy is the head teacher. Yeah. Yeah, very good. And Ben, have you been enjoying being at home? Mm, yes. And is there anything you miss about being at school? Miss. Miss you miss your teacher. Miss yeah. anything? What yeah. do you miss? Your teacher? Yeah, I think it's yeah. his teacher. Yeah. And Lauren, it sounds like your school has been sending home resources as well. Uh, yes, they sent home resources initially, and then there is um, on the website they're uploading um, sort of activities and ideas and things to do with them. So with the run up to the the Easter Bunny is coming to Caddington very, very soon. Is that right, Mummy? 
Yes, I think so. If they're really good this week, I think the Easter Bunny might come. Easter Bunny, Easter Bunny, Easter Bunny, 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 Bunny. Very importantly, this is a very, very important question. What is the best Easter egg to get? Because we've been having this discussion in our family. I work with the Easter Bunny. You work with the Easter Bunny. Which, Which chocolate do you think would be the best one to get? A hundred layers, James thinks. And what do you think? That's right. So the biggest one is best. What do you think, Anne? And what do you think? What's your favourite chocolate? What does Granddad bring you? Smarties. Smarties. Yay! I love that one. I've ordered a flake one from the Easter Bunny, so I hope it arrives. Ooh, yummy. And so, Lauren, in terms of the the Easter weekend, are you treating that as a holiday time? Because presumably, maybe your husband at that time. Yes, yep. So I've said to the boys that it's a four day week. So we've got to, you know, we've only got four days of school to get everything done. And then, yeah, we'll be looking forward to having some family time over the weekend. And Ben's been decorating the house, haven't you, for Easter? Oh, that's a lovely idea. Ready for it. Ben, what have you been doing at home to decorate for Easter? Um, bunnies, sheep and Easter bunnies and eggs. Oh, lovely. Well, if you send us a picture of that, we can put that up on our radio page on Facebook, which is Radio Verrill and Parents Show, because that sounds like an amazing thing to do. And I'm sorry I didn't think of it first. So well done. And Lauren, post Easter, what are you? Do you plan ahead the timetable or do you just take each day as as it comes? Um, I think I've been at the moment I've been taking it each day as I come. But I think um, it'll be going more structured once I've kind of I felt these few weeks has been me finding my feet and finding what works for the boys. And then hopefully going forward, I will take more time to make it a little bit more structured and pick more topics that they would have been doing at school. And presumably we might know a little bit more about how long this lockdown will continue. And I think that, do you think psychologically you have to make an adjustment there? Yes, um, I think, um, yes, initially I've tried not to think because there isn't an end date. So in my head, I'm just, that's why I think I've been going each day at a time. Um, But I think then I'll have to think, okay, that is going to be for a bit of, you know, the longer term and just to focus, just to keep them focused, really. So when they do go back, it's not such a shock for them. Absolutely. And there's something in education called a slide, you know, where normally it happens over the summer where children's learning just dips. But I think by sustaining a little bit, as you've described, of learning every day, that's less likely to happen. Yes. Yeah, that's the aim is just to, you know, so they still remember how to pick up a pencil, how to read with Ben, that he still knows his times tables, just so when he goes back, he feels he's, you know, where he was or hopefully if he's improved in any way, you know, reading or anything by having the one to one. And that would be a bonus. And Lauren, just to ask, the SATs, have you been advised what's happening with those? Um, no, not, nothing from the school. Um, so I suppose it was just on the government guidelines that everything was, um, you know, to be cancelled for this year. So I, as far as I'm aware, it's for all year groups. Um, but yeah, so it's just kind of waiting to hear, I suppose, as well as to when they go back, if they decide to do anything, or anything like that. Okay, well, listen, well done for doing such a sterling job in Caddington King's School. 
And well done, Mummy, for being so organised and for providing us with lovely tips. And I hope Ben and James get the lovely Easter eggs from the bunny that they so wholeheartedly deserve. Thank you very much. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Time for another short break and then we're back with Steve and a quite inspirational story. Back in a minute. Neve solicitors are proud to sponsor The Parent Show. The friendly team at Neves includes specialists who can guide you through all the legal ups and downs of family life. Visit nevesolicitors.co.uk. Neves Solicitors, your complete legal solution. A very warm welcome to The Parents Show on Radio Verulam 92.6 FM. Tonight, Cathy talks to a local mom about homeschooling challenges and Steve talks to year eight student Sophie Bourne and her mom about an amazing idea which she's had and that has just snowballed into a home industry. But first, here's Claire Healy from Raring to Go with myself and Seymour Barker talking about the challenges for activities related to young people in St. Albans and what they've done to adapt. I'm Lydia Elcoury. And I'm Seymour Barker. It's great to be with you. Now, we are all trying to find our feet with this new reality. It is, it's pretty daunting, it's pretty crazy, and it's affecting absolutely every element of life. So one section of the parents show tonight is how our local activities are moving from being offline, face-to-face, um, meeting with people to being online activities. And um, and of course, we have to speak to Claire Healy from Raring to Go about that because uh, she's fantastic resources on our website to help us understand what business, how businesses have adjusted and what's on offer out there um, now that we have moved onto the online and virtual world very, very suddenly. So we're really pleased to invite Claire Healy uh, on the show this evening. How are you doing, Claire? Uh, hello yes I'm uh, well I'm okay yes today's a good are day you... I guess <laughs> no, I'm ha- has, has it been bumpy how are you doing it's been interesting um yes it's been bumpy we've had goods and bads we actually started off all of this process actually I was um very luckily and some some will be be quite envious I guess we got stuck in Tenerife for an extra three days um we were on holiday when the Spanish lockdown happened and um we had our flight cancelled we heard that they were going into lockdown knew they were going into lockdown a couple of days beforehand um and in Spain they don't do things by halves they had drones on the street they had um police with megaphones telling you get to get back into your home this was literally on the first day of lockdown so it was really that was quite frightening and then we knew that our our flight had been cancelled and we were stuck in our hotel room for a couple of days and i think that that for me was really a real low point because i suddenly realized how far away all my family were um, and it was quite frightening because we had two planes that were actually cancelled and we had to wait to get home for a couple, couple of extra days. Um, so so for me, it started a little bit early because we didn't go into lockdown until the following Saturday. Um, but that that may, it gave me an insight into how it how it was how it was going to be. So that was a little bit scary. To start with. Yeah, and then to come back to kind of semi-normality in the UK must have been a bit surreal too. It was. Because we were a little bit slower, weren't we, to close down than everybody else. 
Yeah, we were a good week or so behind everyone else. So we'd gone from everything being closed and literally a ghost town where we were walking around to suddenly all the shops were open, people were being normal, saying, no, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. And then suddenly, yeah, everything happened um, slightly differently, I suppose, in good old English style. But we've all done, you know, every country has done things differently. But it was, it, it, I think it made us much, we were much quicker to understand the lockdown here and we we did things much quicker we said no we're not going out we're not going to do anything we were I think we obeyed the rules a little bit quicker because we'd seen it already it it was a strange insight into it a very strange that's an interesting point though I think Claire because I think some people have been thinking here we were slower but maybe because we were slower to get into it once we did start everybody well most the vast majority of people started obeying the rules uh you know a little bit more quickly do you think that's your experience perhaps yeah perhaps they'd seen how it had how it had gone down in the rest of the world really um particularly i think france and spain and italy um because they'd you know they're quite close neighbors and we kind of understood what they were doing um but it's still been hard i think for people to understand that you can't go out you can't see your friends that's I think that's the hardest thing for a lot of people is not to see their friends and family and not to be with them and living in the same house. There seems to be a new... Yeah, sorry, Lydia. I was just going to say there seems to be a lot of uh, new things that we're dealing with and we're going to look at, uh, you know, talk to you about um, accessing, uh, you know, local activities uh, locally uh, in a different way as well. But even, I think, just you were talking about not being able to get back from Spain we think about the world being so small we've been talking about that you know for most of my adult life and then like you say suddenly you're in Spain and you can't get back and that understanding of that small world actually suddenly seeming quite big again oh yes I think that was the thing there's this vast vast area of water that you have to cross to get home there's no other way of doing it and that was the frightening thing. If there are no flights, there are, you cannot go home. And I was lucky. We weren't very far away. But for these people who are over in different continents, people in Australia and New Zealand, the, the, you know, it's huge. And now, obviously, the prices, prices of flights have gone through the roof. So it becomes less and less accessible for people to come home. You realise what the important things are, lives, are in, in, in life. And it, 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 it puts your whole life in perspective. You know, the little things like like going out or money and you know that is all it's all small stuff compared to being at home with your with your family or being with your family and Claire I mean I think the word I I keep finding myself using about my work life and you know the children's lives (laughs) sorry please say it's not unprecedented (laughs) no I know adapt adapt we've all got to adapt mm. it's adaptation isn't it it's like everything you thought you could do in a certain way you you can't just do it the way you thought you could do it anymore and the, and the thing is if we adapt we'll we'll get through this more easily won't we then if we try and fight it because there's no way no but unprecedented no I'm going to resist using that word come on do the whole do the whole show let's not use it or strain any <laughs> sinew let's not strain any <laughs> sinews either <laughs> Well, I agree with you, Lydia. I think it's um, it, it's it, it's seen huge, huge challenges, particularly for for businesses who have had to change what they do within hours, days, or you know, mm. in such a short length of time. Things that they would do over years, perhaps, 
have suddenly had to be implemented straight away to keep up with everybody else and people's expectations. I think that's yeah. the other thing. You know, everybody's under so much strain. They're expecting everything to be there. They're, they're shopping to be with them the next minute. They, they they get used to these easy ways of living their life. Um, and suddenly, yes, I've seen businesses that I work with suddenly having to go from the activities that they do brilliantly to changing all of that and doing it online. And that, that adds a different dimension to them completely. I think perhaps for somebody that's not doesn't have their own business like me um, and isn't necessarily business minded, we forget about the infrastructure that is behind that business. We're just the consumer. We're just the customer. And so there is just this, like you say, we live in a world where there's been an expectation, really. And that's always been met that I want something and a business can give it to us. Um, and so actually, without realizing how much effort has to be put in for, you know, to use Lydia's words and, and yours, you know, to, to adapt very, very quickly. Um, but a lot of local businesses are doing that really well, do you think, Claire? Oh, uh, I I am blown away by what people are doing. It, it's absolutely amazing. And I just hope that they are able to retain and gain even more um clients and customers from it because they are doing such a such a good job they're good people are good at, at what they do and you put them in a different situation and that presents a challenge but but people have adapted i mean i'd love to share what some of the the raring to go contributors have have done some of the businesses in there because they've all planned their easter camps meticulously and all of a sudden that's got to change so they have to change their whole approach. So I would really, really like to be able to share that what they are doing because they're doing such a brilliant job. And I really hope that people support them locally um, in in a slightly different way because they're, they're going to add a bit more fun to the Easter holidays. A lot of them are now actually not even charging for what they're offering. So they're doing this for free. They're not making any money from it, which is just we're all working together we're all supporting everyone else so you know I, th I think we we owe them and I'd like to be able to share as much as I can of what uh, what what is going on people have told me about so um, please please do so let's go so what has gone offline face to face and has gone online from local activities give us a flavor well Claire. okay so I so I, I'm looking at people in the in the magazine because um, those are the people that I'm closest to that I know quite well um, and I thought what I'd do is I'd split it into academic subjects for you um to make it easier. So I'm going to do drama first because it's a bit of fun. Um, so Best Theatre Arts, who we all know run theatre theater schools, they do Easter holiday camps. They're actually offering their, their Easter camp now. It's via Zoom, of course. They will be uh, splitting into small groups and each group is going to be tasked with devising sets of scenes around a, th a certain theme. There'll be songs and dances to learn. Um, and I, I think the great thing about this is that, that you can practice them as many times as you want to because you've got that support of the online um the, the online option so there's lots of um, preparation rehearsal at home you can involve your siblings um so i think that's a great thing that they're doing and it's a, they're doing a five-day course they've also got the best beans for the for the younger children that's going on throughout term time as well um so so that's your drama sorted history um the de Havilland Aircraft Museum. I'm trying to give you a bit of a flavour of everything. 
they are um, they're keeping the, the the stories and exhibits of the museum um, via social media platforms. They're, they're they're trying to engage with visitors around the world. Really, um, they upload mini mini tours and curriculum linked experiments and activities um, for people to get involved in. They've got a YouTube channel, Facebook, um, and they they've got some fun STEM activities as well. So um, I'll I'll put all the links onto the uh, web page and share all of that with you. Music next. So if your child's missing their music lessons, one of our advertisers, Claire Partington of C Sharp Music, is offering to give them some transition music lessons, some mini masterclasses just to keep them um, in the, the sort of piano frame of mind so that when they go back to school to their regular lessons, they've still got that bit of interest. So I think that's a, you know, that's a, a really good idea. People are thinking so far out of the box with all of this. Um, one of our businesses who um, is, is does work online quite a lot um, is in the geography section, Little Active People, and they've actually put together some travel activities. Now, I know we're not really traveling, but they are doing um, traveling at home. So seeing the world whilst you're at home. So that's worth a look as well, I think. Um Preschool activities, well, there are a lot to go, aren't there? I think Gymboree probably um, are, are leading the way with the innovativeness of what they're offering. It's great to see they've got um, lots of virtual lo- learning programs for che- children under five. Um, they've got live and pre-recorded sessions. They're focusing on sensory play, physical development, music and art. And really some, something for everything. You'll see them all over social media. They're doing lots of things. Um, and another initiative for preschoolers is TikTok Music. They filmed some special interactive sessions, which they're, they're, they're running for free from the 23rd of April. But they are asking if anybody would like to make a do- donation to the NHS, then they would love to um, be able to support them in that way. Um, right. PE, everybody's favourite. Well, maybe not. Um, Showtime Circus, <laughs> who runs circus activities, have rebranded as Hometime Circus. Um, and they're basically delivering circus skills to children online, um, which I think is the, probably the one that I'd go for because, you 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 know, I'd like to learn to do a, a forward roll again. I'm not sure I can. Well, but, I was just um, going to ask, is it only children uh, online that can uh, enjoy those circus skills? Sounds fantastic to me. Do you know what, Seema? I think you should go online and tell us. Okay. I'd like to go. <laughs> Can you report back? I, I think it's, I'm sure adults can join in. I'm sure adults would be welcome to join in because I think it would be quite good fun to do something like this with your children, definitely. Um, are we 100% sure we want middle-aged women doing circus tricks in their sitting room? Are, are you sure there isn't some health and safety issue going on there? I think we need to make sure we've got the camera turned off. this is a new world we are in a new world in which definitely middle-aged women can do circus tricks i take the challenge (laughs) you're gonna have to to film and upload you're gonna have to film and upload (laughs) well if you lydia if you don't want to do the um if you don't want to do the circus skills and the forward rolls you could do try time kids rugby they're bringing rugby training to your garden. So you could Are you buy that serious? That's fantastic. Actually, yeah. I know what you mean about being blown away. Listening to that array of activities, and I know you're not finished yet. I mean, fair dues to people, really, for just 
for pulling this out of the bag so quickly and so resourcefully. So Try Time are bringing rugby to your front garden. How yeah. are they doing that? Yeah, yeah. Well, you go online onto their Facebook page and they're giving you every week different training techniques, different things to practice, different games to play. Absolutely brilliant. I love it. You, you can just watch them. And, and get involved in it. And again, it's all it's all free, which is just absolutely brilliant. Um, I've got a, a, a couple more classes if we've got time. Um, arts and crafts. If um, art school are offering some live kids art um, club uh, and a live kids art club, three thirty to four thirty on a Wednesday via Zoom, where they'll be doing drawing competitions and challenges. Kathy from Archshed, who I think is coming on the show in the future, hopefully, um, has been challenging herself and she's created, they've changed all their holiday camps to be online. So again, they're going to be offering all the, the arty stuff online. The, Crafts are really hard, aren't they, online? You need to get involved in it. They, they really are. And a big part of Archshed is the kind of quality of the art Mm-hmm. The, the art kind of resources they use so I, I think that was the challenge for them but now they're going to deliver the art equipment to your house included in it and they'll plan the the structure of the camps to fit in as full day things the way you know full day activities the way they they, they would be ordinarily like it's just brilliant that's it's fantastic isn't it well I mean people are going to an awful lot of trouble a huge amount of trouble and I hope we um you know we can appreciate that it's amazing really um another one that's actually delivering is bead creative they do um, they've put together some activity beading activity packs um and you can they've got some video t- video tutorials I've actually been to one of the bead creative adult parties and they're brilliant fun really mindful nice calm activities um that you can do adults and children um without any forward roles whatsoever so it's, it's you know, fantastic <laughs> Um, just a bit of learning explore at home are offering um some online tutorials tomorrow morning um when i think it's monday wednesday and saturday mornings they're offering free live maths classes and first class learning are also offering some remote um classes as well to support your children right through to gcse and a level areas as well so um they're curriculum based both of those so that's a little bit more serious and then just a couple more um for any anybody who is struggling with their emotional well-being papalona um on their website um they have recorded calm and relaxed um which is a recording basically to calm and relax everybody um and uh, another business which i really really like is a lady called courtney perry she's just started this um a business called uh, Bebe Tranquilos. Do you like that Spanish Spanish accent? It sounds very exotic yeah, to me now, Claire. Yes, yes. She, she, I think this is really, very relevant, but she works with behavioural issues with children. And again, she has got some fantastic tips on her Facebook page um, about called Progression, Not Regression. So trying to calm us parents um, when we're looking after her, our children. So I think that's that's covered most areas of the curriculum, I'm hoping fantastic Claire oh so many impressive things and I think if Fiona Bowie I'm not 100% sure how to pronounce her name but she's she runs St Albans Pottery so she's been delivering little packs of clay and brushes and paint that you can order through her website she's made the video she's included sheets of how to how to do it mm-hmm. and when you're finished 
making your Easter bunny, your Easter egg and the three things that she's showing you how to make, she will come and collect them from your doorstep and put them in her kiln and fire them. Fabulous. Isn't that that just great? Yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant. So talk to us about virtual days, Claire, because I've seen your post on the Raring to Go web uh, Facebook page. Yes, yes. So for this, this, um, this Easter, really, there's there's some brilliant virtual days out. Um, so I'll run through it very, very quickly. The zoos, art galleries, there are um, the, the, the sort of theme parks, international sites, even the Great Wall of China, um, some, of the, some of the big places in the UK, like Stonehenge, Chatsworth House, um, some of the shows, they are all doing these interactive um events i suppose i should call them uh, which is just brilliant i'm going to share them so you they've all got links so that you can click on the links and you can go and see the world basically um in, in your lockdown easter from your home you can take your children take them on a trip to the zoo or the theater or whatever it is um and uh, it's just it's just brilliant it's it's actually a great way i suppose of seeing places that you perhaps would never ever go to you know i don't know the Birmingham Museum and Art Gallery you may never choose to visit that you may never be able to get up there but it's there for you so there are all sorts of things so I will share that well I think I've shared it on your your page um, as well which is brilliant brilliant so absolutely everybody's got to get on the raring to go facebook page and and you're active obviously on twitter and instagram as well because there's just so many resources on there that really will keep keep parents going throughout the whole of easter in a very in a virtuous and lovely way and and this is the silver lining isn't it we're all going to just have to chill out take things a little bit easier be kinder to people who are providing services. Be patient. I think, Seema, you were talking about that off air beforehand. We all need to just be a little kinder. I think you see a lot of it now anyway. Um, things are different, aren't they? And uh, we see it all around us. Uh, you know, the when we're watching TV, live interviews and children are there in the background it's quite often. And, um, you know, the, the way that you see somebody in the in the park maybe if you're walking your dog and you know you can't go over to approach them all of our lives have totally changed and I think um I see a lot of kindness on people's faces but also you know weariness because it's tough and so I think with businesses with these all of these you know we're coming up to Easter weekend and um, hopefully families will be together in their houses um hopefully people won't be working so much and of course some people will be working but um to adapt like you say to be able to see well look there's a lot of resources out there we can uh, try to access them try to make this as fun as we can with our children chill out a little bit give ourselves a break and i think we, you know we're going to be okay we're going to get through these easter holidays other parents um in a different way than normal um and uh you know we'll be okay through that yeah absolutely i mean everybody's gonna have to do their own egg hunt aren't they that's the bottom line (laughs) (laughs) there's no getting out of it there's no there's no buying (laughs) buying into the wick or you know any of the fantastic cadbury egg hunts around the country you're gonna have to do your own Mm -hmm. i think easter's a very odd one this year isn't it because people are not 
then they're not particularly looking forward to four days off necessarily. It's been, a, you know, it's it's going to be a bit of a juggling challenge. And, and all credit to you mums out there with young children, because you are schooling your children, you're entertaining them, you're keeping them sane, keeping them home. Hands up. Well done to all of you. Have a great Easter. That's all I can say. Let's hope Brilliant. it's over soon. <laughs> Thanks a million, Claire. Great to talk to you as always. And we'll tune in with you in another couple of weeks to see what updates you have for parents about what else has gone outline. And if people, of course, as always, they can just get the Raring to Go magazine electronically, right? Of course. Yeah. On the raringtogo.co.uk forward slash St. Albans, you can flick through the magazine um, as it's a lot of it will be irrelevant now um, but there are businesses in there that are running classes they will be running them next term the term after whenever we get back to normality so please support our local businesses I'm trying my very very hardest to support small local businesses as much as I can because I know how hard they work um, uh, to, to make it work at this at this time so so see the list rather as a guide to who the businesses are as a reminder and then go try and find their Facebook pages, see what they're offering and support them in any way you can. Yes. yes. Brilliant. Brilliant. Claire Healy, raring to go. Thanks a million for joining stay, us. Stay on the Claire. It's a pleasure. Lovely to speak to you. Have a great Easter. You too. You too. After the break, we're with Kathy Weston and local mum Lauren Turner. Don't go away. <laughs> 